Welcome to episode 40. This is You Mean the Tavern. We are here at a catacon all together once again at the same table recording our episode. Uh, pretty excited to do this one with you all. What happened last time? Who wants to give me a recap? Not it. Not it. Durf. So last time, what happened? I actually just listened to this episode like 10 minutes ago. Um, we were in Artisi Trekkis. We whooped everybody else. Um, very low quality of play from the, you know, best Artisi Trekkis uh, city in the whatever. Whooped him. Then everything turned into a dragon. The, the one guy turned into a dragon. He attacked us. He was holding the, the, the crown MacGuffin. And so we had to take him out. And basically we did. That's that whole story. Okay. We took him out. And then um, we had a vision. Did I have a vision or did... Carl, oh, Carl did because he grabbed the he crown. Grabbed the crown. Yep. That's right. Hell of a breakdown. But I was feeling like uh, you got some on your hand. You got a yeah. mark on your hand. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was feeling. I just listened to this ten feeling minutes ago. <laughs> and um, basically, as Carl was waking up from his dream, the uh, undead armies of Felix are sort of charging in their legions down the hill towards us. I don't know if it's a hill, but... There's probably peaks, valleys, yeah. hills, <laughs> fields. There's, there's some terrain Lots out there which they're right. charging down. Right. Very good. All right, perfect. So that's where you're at. Uh, you guys are basically just floating uh, on your mounts, just staring out at this after all this happened. Thunder strikes across the sky as... Uh, or thunder rings out across the sky as lightning overhead illuminates the shadows in the distance that are racing forward like dogs on the hunt as the body of Klontz, the dragon, crashes into the dirt of the arena floor. The echoes of screams as muffled as the blood rushes to your head and your ears ring. Arrow's Edge Elite fall in line behind you, their mounts beating in unison, staring out into the abyss. And out of the corner of your eye, you see the white wings of a pegasus come rushing up from below, where dragonborn begin to form into platoons, hordes of them racing down the steps to secure the gate level, the first barrier of the three-tiered capital. You hear the shouting of Falcor through the rain, snapping you back to reality. The storm, Sassy! You were right! Sassy? The old woman leans backwards on the pegasus, her fingers slipping from the dragonborn's waist as her eyes glow a familiar pure white. She releases as Falcor swipes an arm behind him, just missing the woman's cloak as she falls limp over the back of the beast. What are you doing? Uh, Tug takes off to try and catch Sassy, right? Yeah. If you want, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, give me a... Because my first thing before you said she like collapsed off the back of the uh, mount was to, we need to ask her where the next MacGuffin is. <laughs> so so all right. I think saving her is a, a strong play. Yeah, here. I mean, this is all happening like wham, bam, bam. So you're not really much time to think except when you hear the shouts of Falcor right in your ear because he's right there. So you're going to want to uh, roll me a animal handling check. Too easy. And you're rolling with advantage still because you guys have been, you and Boomsday have been... Uh, Two peas in a pod. Yep. First one's a nine. We're going to have to do a little bit better than that. But you guys break it right, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Five. Okay. So here we go. Wait, all right. I, I'm going to do it too. I mean, I'll head over all right, two. All right, all right. I'll head over two. So Tug fails. How do you fail? You, 
You never really explain your failures. Doug takes off um, and actually grabs a hold of Sassy, but he's um, a halfling with no strength. <laughs> so, 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 so he grabs, he grabs her and just like gets jerked to the side, and she immediately like rips out of his grasp and keeps falling. And she's still falling. You guys are pretty high. All right, she's now still falling. Derf, I, I think you're doing this simultaneously, right? You yeah. both. Der- okay. Yeah. Um, hold on. What's my my animal handling is like? Yeah. Okay. So that's an eighteen. And a 30. What? <laughs> what? How did not you get natural. a 30? Not natural 30. Plus 11. Well, of course handling. it's not a not natural 30. I know. Oh, that's a joke. <laughs> okay. Right, right, right. Okay, sweet. All right, so how do you do it? How do you grab her? I can't, Well, I, Durf like rolls his eyes at Tug, dropping her, and just swoops in very deftly, does a little barrel roll on the way. Of course, of course. And uh, just snatches her out of the air and tosses her on the back of the saddle. Okay, awesome. So you scoop her up. And uh, then lands. Falcor, Falcor breathes a sigh of relief as you, as you kind of come up back to his level, and he looks at you and he says, hang on to her, keep her safe. But Sa- Sassy's eyes uh, continue to glow as she mumbles just silent words between her lips. And just then, the white fires of Arrow's Edge come to life. Torches along each of the tiered walls at the top of the palace towers and along the mountainside shine like magical beacons over the land just beyond the first gate. Another streak of lightning pierces the sky with thunder to follow. And for for a brief instance, you spot more abominations approaching, this time from the sky. Hundreds, thousands by both land and air. The space between light and shadow shrinks with every tense moment, and you hear Falcor once again, low and serious. We will not live through this night. What do you want to do? Uh, that so wait, did Falcor follow us once we... Yeah, you guys are all kind of like... Alright, so you landed with her, you said... Um, you we, landed. Are you on the ground? Yeah, you come I, back up. No, I, I landed. Yeah, he said he caught her. Okay, and then, so he and shouted then, down at you. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to wake Sassy up because we need to find out where the next MacGuffin is. I'm assuming. Do we try to just? Do we want to fire up a, po- a I, I pocket portal? I think we portal? fire up a pocket portal. What didn't we? It didn't work last time. It worked. It was just members screaming in death, and we're like, okay, cool. But what are we going to do about? No, it didn't work. It didn't work. It screaming in death, and then it fizzled out. Because of the screaming and death, right? No, but like we could not have walked through the pocket portal, correct? Uh, you never tried. We didn't try. I'll just say that. I don't we know. We fire if... up a pocket portal. We send Falcor through first. If he makes it through, then we just follow him. He's gonna die anyways. That's a solid read. He said he was gonna die. <laughs> just sacrifice Falcor. Sacrifice. We're not sacrificing him, but like we are clearly more important than he is. You have two pocket portals left. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. When did did we always have a limit? Oh yeah, they're yeah, they're not unlimited. I'm telling you, you have two left. What are we seriously just got? We just got this army. Are we just abandoning? Literally just happened. Well, we haven't walked through yet. We need to know where we're going to just direct the army. Not if we abandon them to die. We don't have to fucking like leave. Like we can send like Carl through, and then he can portal back. They have magic. They've been shipping us all over the world. They're all fucking dead. They're not on a roller coaster when we heard them earlier. As you discuss this, <laughs> the first of the massive creatures of this army slam into the lower gates, scraping and biting and frantically crawling at the stone in an attempt to climb. The bodies move like waves, colliding with one another as they crash into the walls, slowly building a pile of wild gray flesh that grows ever taller, closing the gap as guards fire useless arrows into the horde. 
and Falcor peels away and he is shit. He's like, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. Shit's going down right now. I'm out of here. And he, he yells out to the guards. He says, forward, Dragonborn, hold them back. He shouts as the mounted guards assemble and push forward, preparing to meet their flying foes. Can I? So we're not like in initiative, but I'm actually technically still like channeling uh, call lightning. So can Durf be like, can Durf just start like throwing out lightning bolts yeah. at the guys who are, that's I what Durf's so. doing There's right a storm now. going. Talk okay. to him to try and wake up Sassy. Okay, so Durf takes off. Dick takes off. You're calling lightning down on these hordes. Just basically lightning is coming crashing down, uh, taking out like two or three of them at a time, just big clumps. Um, They still come. They still come. It looks like there's an unlimited number of them coming and crashing into these walls, but you're holding them back slightly. Uh, Tug, give me a... um, So you're going to scoop down where Durf kind of laid her on the ground and try to wake her up. Okay. Uh, don't you don't have to give me a check for that? What are you doing to wake her up? Uh, psst. kiss, sassy. You giving sassy. her a kiss? Sassy? No, I'm not <laughs> giving her. A... <laughs> Tug Alex to not kiss the old lady. Uh, just uh, just some uh, some gentle shakes, gentle shakes, and and uh, just repeating her name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, her eyes go back to normal, and she gasps awake, and she says. She, she breathes heavy and she's sitting up and she looks you in the eyes like she's come to this realization and she says, she grabs you by the neck and she says, Tug! No, what's her voice? Uh, <laughs> she, sa- she says, um, Tug! Tug! The tower! We, we cannot win this battle, I've seen it! But you can still win the war! The totems! You are the chosen ones, you must go! Solid read, you old bag. Where's the next one? We need to go get them. Where's the next one? I don't know anything about the MacGuffins or... I don't know. 40 episodes, goddamn. I don't know anything about about the tower or, or where where these objects are. I just know there's there's something's happening and you need to be there. Uh, Tug rattles off the ones we have. And which are? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I uh, the crown, the, the, crown, the, the necklace, necklace, the ring, and the dinner plate. No, nope, not a dinner plate. Definitely not a dinner plate. Well, was I mean, that the trifle? Triforce? Did we really? <laughs> a thumb circle? No, it's a, a coin. A, a coin, coin. Right <laughs> It's a, a thumb circle. Uh, yep, you got those. Okay, so you rattle those off, and then what? Thumb circle, uh, cranial accessory, necklace, horn. What's the other one? Gear. We'll rattle all those off. Um, we're missing two. I got. <clears throat> we're missing two. Do you have any idea where they could be? Because where we normally get our information might all be dead. Y'all are going to die here, obviously. And we, <laughs> we're we trying to win this war, and we've got to get the last two. Give me something. How have you find the first five? We were we were told we were like told where By they were. Who? The archmage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You need to go ask him. Oh, and I'm he's saying dead as hell. he might be dead. And if he's dead, you should probably find out. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Yoda. Dapper <laughs> <sighs> down the pocket portal now. Yeah. <laughs> Are we finally ready for yeah. that? I believe when I complained about that plan earlier, you said it's already down. <laughs> it's already down. <laughs> yeah, then you're like, oh, bolts and all this. It's already down. 
Uh, yep. Tug helps Sassy up and like walks her towards the portal and just kind of shoves her through first. Oh, you're sh- you're grabbing Sassy and t- throwing her through the portal. Okay, not, not throwing. Well, okay, just, so I'm gonna make her lead me through the portal. So, so hang on, she goes through. Hang first. on. So Carl flies down. Durf, do you see? You see Carl fly down? Y- yeah. What are you doing? Durf, Durf kind of recognizes that. Um, Things are not going well, so so he turns down. But like, hold on, turn down We're for just what? Gonna leave. Yeah, he turns down for what? Um, just and you can see, you see here. now, like the the guards that are on the wing mounts and Falcor have all passed, like pushed past you, and they are clashing with these beasts, these giant winged beasts that are now in the air, this gray matter that are flying. So they're in they're in heated battle. Um, at this point, on the gate level, a lot of this army has already crossed through and is now pushing through the city as people are trying to fight them back. Durf, Durf is very torn because he wants to like evacuate the city. Um, well, not all of them necessarily. Is there anybody like in the immediate vicinity of the pocket portal? Uh, I mean them two and Sassy now. Well, I mean like civilians. No, army not really. people. Not really. You guys are in the arena. I mean, you were like right there above the arena, and everyone bailed. That's right. And everybody when ran. the dragon came. Yep. All right. Well, Durf is Durf is gonna sort of like wheel around and head for the pocket portal but as he's going he's turned around and he's like blasting lightning at the guys fighting with Falcor while as he goes uh, and I guess heads through the pocket portal well when you push the put the pocket portal down on the ground um, it blinks in and out and it fizzles out. It's it's going in and out, fading from from light to, to dark and light to dark. You try to shove Sassy and yourself through it, but you just hit a barrier like a wall. Like the, the connection can't fully uh, connect. And Sassy looks at you and she says, and she pulls out her wand and she says, no. And she points the wand at the pocket, at the at the portal, this, this fading portal. And it expands and grows blue. And she says, I, I need to hold this from over here. I can save the city still. You guys go now. That's a fucking lie. Cannonball. <laughs> Kirk Cannonball. <through. laughs> All right. Now you, you're taking your mounts? Or I'm no? taking yeah, my mounts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, all Durf, three of you going through Durf heads with through. your mounts. All right, so you um, you hop on your mounts and well, I guess tug cannonballs with Boomsday, who also cannonballs into the uh, into the portals. We both stand next to it and then hop in together, but I curl up. You hold your nose. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Okay, all right, so <laughs> the three of you, the six of you, rush through the portal and you hear a snap, and the world goes black. And when you open your eyes, tug, you are hanging on for dear life on your Pegasus Boomsday. The other two of you uh, look up from your mounts and you see the arcane tower before you. You are on the outside above this mirror lake with the night sky, clear night sky above you. Um, There is a ripple, a blue light, like a tear in the sky, almost like time has been ripped apart. And through that are creatures these same gray creatures that you saw uh, in at arrow's edge the the lake beneath you that was once once uh, calm and mirrored is now just a muddy gray mess and this dread this substance is creeping up the arcane tower at least 15 feet up the base at this point 
there is smoke coming from the arcane tower. There are uh, pieces of the tower that are have crumbled. There are openings at the various different levels. You hear screams from inside, flashes of light, uh, smoke billowing out from all different places. Um, you see particular entrance points. One deep uh, gash in the arcane tower where the brewery is. You see another one uh, where the Hall of Knowledge is, and you see a third near the top where you know the arcane, uh, the um, Archmage's quarters are. What do you do? Tug, it was, was Tug through first? Yeah. Am I like, I know you said I was like holding on for dear life. Am I like composed now? Yeah. Like you're good. on you, you can climb up, no problem. Uh, Tug immediately like whistles, but not for Boomsday, more of to like garner uh, Carl and Durf's attention as, as they come through the portal and Tug is just bolting for the top of the tower. The top? So, so do we see like an Correct. opening? You said, we, you said there's gashes. You see several openings. You see one uh, where like the cafeteria and the brewery are. You hear screams from there. You see another one in the Hall of Knowledge, the big library. And then you see another one near the top where like Tess and uh, Archmage are. Right, scratch that. I'm going to the bar. Okay. All right. I guess we need some beers. Durf Durf is actually going to head for the Hall of Knowledge. Okay. Go save your lady, Carl. I'm going to head for the Archmage. Let's start with Tug. Um, And we're going to go into, like, bullet time. You guys, you knew this was happening about four episodes ago. So you can tell just by the, the scene of what's going on in the tower that you are at the tail end of whatever the fuck happened here. Okay. So you fly into this opening where the brewery is and immediately you see you see stools shattered you see glass everywhere uh this dread this gray substance is like creeping up the walls and you see several creatures running around and they're rushing towards the bar on either side of the bar about 20 feet away are dozer on the right side and ricketts on the left side and Dozer is just, he's got a stool. He's got like a broken off stool and he's beating these creatures back. Um, Ricketts on the left side has glasses that he spot, glass bottles that he shattered into points and he's trying to stab at creatures as they're climbing up the bar. Um, but you see creatures behind them that they don't see on both sides, about 20 feet apart. And they look like they're about to pounce. And you know that they don't have much longer before they're overrun. Um. <clears throat> so the opening is large enough for Boomsday to go through. Mm-hmm. Um. So again, with the with the uh, bond that Boomsday and I have have uh, have acquired through time and excellence, we're just I'm just gonna bolt to. Uh, so if they're guarding each side of the bar, so these things are behind the bar. Around. So yeah, like flanking them, they don't see them, but they're pretty far apart. Gotcha. So, um. Are they grouped together close enough, we'll say, the width of Boomsday? No, much further apart than that. They have a long bar there on either side. You're um, going to have to make a decision is what I'm saying. This is bullet time. This is happening. Split second moment. What are you going to do? Ooh. Got I, I gotta save Dozer. You're going for Dozer, yeah. Not Ricketts, yeah. All right, give me um. What are you for life? So what are you doing? What are you doing? Going for Dozer? Um, uh, <clears throat> I uh, 
It's going to be a, a very unsexy maneuver, but I'm just going to kind of seeing as this scene develops again, I just kind of grip on the wing joints of uh, Boomsday. And we're going to do the similar, like just try and reach peak speed and then just broadside and just crash through, uh, crash through these monsters that are about to pounce on Dozer. All right. Give me an animal handling check. Ah, yes. My forte. (laughs) And actually, you know what? Let's roll initiative. Just you and me. Okay. I'm going to roll initiative for two sets of baddies. (sighs) What'd you get? Seven. All right. Um, okay. So up first are the creatures that are up first are the creatures that are about to pounce on Rickett and they rush forward and they on all fours. He falls to the ground face first because they came from behind him Um, and they claw at his back and you hear him scream out as he takes. I'm just going to do this hidden here. He takes a shit ton of damage. You can still hear him crying and shouting and whimpering. You see blood. You can tell that these creatures want nothing to do with transforming. For whatever reason, it seems like they're here to kill. Um, and you're up next. And so you're rushing forward doing this thing? Correct. I guess Towards before, before I, I do the plan I, I just laid out, do I still have advantage with Boomsday? Because otherwise, I'm, I'm not going to try and do an animal you handling do. maneuver. You do. Uh, then I'm going to try and do the top speed kind of last second broadside, just crash through um, those enemies. Okay. First one's a 14. Second one is a six. So I guess I'll take the 14. Okay, 14. That, that's good enough. So um, why don't you roll? Roll like, how would this work? I don't know how like bashing into an enemy would work. Um, why don't you roll a athletics? Well, it's an attack roll, so why don't you roll... I'll let you do, like, the... the. Um, it's going to be equal to, like, two of your fists. So roll in a normal attack roll. Okay. And then just damage up to, like, two of your fists, like you're just screaming forward. Okay. So that's essentially going to be 2d8 plus 10. Perfect. Well, roll your damage first. Oh, you rolled animal handling. You're good. Yeah, you're good. So right. uh, 7 uh, plus 6. So... Quick math, 13 plus 10, 23. All right. So you you fire forward with Boomsday. You crash into the two that are in front of Dozer um, and slam into the back wall where just shelves of bottles just crash down. The creature that was up on one of those shelves falls to the ground. Uh, the two that you hit just explode into dust, just goo that splashes across the walls. Uh, the one that was in the back is still up and now turns its attention to you. Um, and Dozer looks at you with just the most grateful eyes um, and nods his head and goes to work. And he takes this stool and he swipes down at this creature's head, this last third creature, uh, but misses terribly. Just slams slams into the wood. And at this point, it's Rickett's turn and he's going to attempt a death saving throw. And he fails his first one. Um, and you're up. Um, so... I have the enemy that fell from the shelves in front of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Pause. I'm sorry. Um, he, I'm sorry. You're not up. It's still those creatures. And they they swipe down again and, and pierce his side, and he's going to automatically, because he took damage, fail his second saving throw. And you're up. Um, 
Okay, so how far away are the um, minions or whatever on uh, Ricketts? You've got one in your melee range right now. You've got another three on Ricketts about 20 feet away. So can I move and then do my attacks on the ones that are around Rickett? Ricketts? You can. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I'm going to move, so I guess the one gets an attack okay, of opportunity. Okay, you are going to take an attack of opportunity. Yep, just to swipe out. Uh, rolls an 18. Uh, that that ties. Yep. Okay, so you're going to take uh, 10 damage. Sure, that's a round number. I can remember that. Yep, 10 um, damage. So, uh, uh, deterred but not stopped, uh, Tug keeps pressing forward, and he approaches the uh, enemy on Ricketts closest to him, and then I'm going to uh, do my three attacks. Okay. And uh, as I'm kind of uh, running over there, get chipped by the shot, uh, Tug claps, uh, claps the lightning fists he's got together, and uh, I'm just going to start uh, chucking, uh, chucking bombs so that the chain lightning of, uh, of any hit on this, this gentleman or this, uh, this enemy, since the other two are in five feet range, will bounce to them. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so these are my three attacks. Let's go. Let's do this. We need these. Ricketts' life depends on it. 21, 18, uh, 24. Okay, all three will hit. Okay. 15, 30. 30 damage? So, so 30 what? spreads to all of them. So 10 on each you want to do? Um, let's see if 24 turned them to dust. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do 30. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do 25 and 5 and hopefully get all their attention. Okay. Um, you knock out the first one. This lightning from your fist just slams into this guy. One, two, three, and sparks out to the other two. The first one crumbles down. Uh, the second one are hurt. They are one of them stays on rickets. The other one turns to you, uh, staring you deep into the eyes. Uh, it looks like it's about to go. And we're up to the baddies on Dozer now. So there's only one on him. There's only correct? one on him. So they're one on one. You're one one on two, and Ricketts is going to make his third death saving throw here in a second. Um, uh, the one on Dozer uh, screams and tries to bite at his shoulder. Just a big old chomp. This nasty, uh, gaping mouth dripping with this gray substance. He rolls a 15, which will hit. Dozer's going to take a little bit of damage. Uh, he is looking in real bad shape real bad shape as these teeth sink into this guy's shoulder and Ricketts is going to make his final death saving throw. Brian keep me honest here. You hear the last breath from Ricketts leave his mouth. Is it a one? It's a seven. So now I'm going to lose both of them. Good. And as Ricketts falls and the last breath of life leaves his lips the creature continues its assault on this limp body, just stabbing with its claws and biting down, ripping off uh, pieces of, of Ricketts' flesh, and uh, you're up. Um, so there's one in front of me still. Oh, yeah, he's going to attack you, too. I forgot about that. Yep, okay. he is. Yeah, it's his turn, too. Uh, rolls a 14. Okay, so that is not enough. Okay, he misses. Uh, so Tug is going to... Tug is going to attack the one in front of him twice... Um, so there are two. There's one on on Ricketts' body, and then one in front of you attacking. Yeah. So the the lightning lasts uh, oh, okay. the day. Okay. Or the, yeah. or the battle, excuse me. 
Um, so my goal is to try and <laughs> punch through this one and get it. So I'm going to just use two attacks here. I'm not going to use my bonus attack so I can hopefully move um, back towards Dozer if I can kill this thing. Uh, 25. That'll hit, yep. And a 16. Uh, both. Um, all right, so that's two hits. Eight plus five, that's 13, plus 10, 23. Um, okay, that's enough. No, I think no matter... I mean, you would do enough damage. Okay, you take them both out. Okay, so the way this is going to happen is Tug, seeing Ricketts die, just wells up with just rage. And unlike the normal strikes he normally does, he just kind of has this, like, primal roar and grabs the the enemy, the gray matter enemy, by the by the top part of its face and just runs it forward and smashes it into the wall and when he does that all the lightning fires out and uh and takes care of the one mon- munching away on rickets okay that's dope and then and then now i'm scampering over towards dozer um and using my uh my bonus attack uh to try and get its attention uh with a 12 um that will miss that will miss. And up next is Dozer. Uh, now this creature looks bad. He looks bad, but he's still able to lift this 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 splintered stool leg up. And he tries to pierce the thing straight through the mouth. This open mouth that is just bitten down on his flesh. He is just going to stab straight through, and he rolls a seven. So Dozer so remains. misses. Yep. Or well, Dozer's alive. Dozer's what, alive. So that's the monster's turn. Right. The monster's gotcha. turn. Who's going to, um, as he misses, so Dozer strikes forward and it leaves his arm exposed, and the creature tries to bite down onto his arm, misses as well. So he bites down. He rips at some flesh, but you can tell the bite is not strong enough to really do much lasting damage. And you're up. Um, so Tug will expend a key point. And I'll use Flurry of Blows for four attacks. Uh, 16. Natural 20. Oh, fuck. Uh, 12. And 16. 16, natural 20. Three attacks hit? Yeah. Okay, you'll kill it. Um, as it grasps or uh, lunges wildly at Dozer's arm and barely mi- misses, it kind of like fades past the arm and, and takes another jog step forward towards Tug. Um, and Tug just grabs each half of its mouth. And just rips it. You split it just in half. Just rips Perfect. the face open. And as you rip this this head, it, it splits into two, and this, this sinewy mess gets all over your hands. The body of this creature just crumbles. Just like, it's not a, it's not a corpse that's on the ground, it's just a puddle of mud. Uh, Tug uh, takes a step towards Dozer and comically, like, brushes just a small piece of gray matter off of him, even though we're both just coated in. And goes, I think I could use a beer, my man. (laughs) And Dozer cracks a very brief smile as he turns to look at Rickett's body on the ground and, and turns back to you and just mutters under his breath, old friend. And then his forehead just falls into yours. Hey everybody, this is Joe, and you are listening to episode 40 of You Meet in a Tavern. Welcome back. 
Uh, super happy to have you this episode. It's a really intense one, so I don't want to keep you for long in this mid-roll, but I do want to say a special thank you to uh, the small but wonderful crowd that joined us at a Catacon this past weekend. We had a great live show. Thank you very much to Victoria from the Broadswords for joining us on that, uh, and thank you for everybody that came out. Um, if you didn't get a chance to watch the one-shot onslaught, uh, one-shot that they did, the live show that they did at a Catacon, the episode's going to be available pretty soon. I think they said this week, so so go check out one shot, uh, sorry, one shot onslaught uh, on any podcast apps, and you can. Brian was on that uh, episode as well as Tracy from the Broadswords. It's a really, it was really a really good show. It was a riot. I I was there, and um, it was a lot of fun to listen to. So go check that out. I'll post our li- live show. We did record it, uh, albeit with a few audio issues, but uh, we did record it, and I'll try to edit that and get that out to you soon as well. But thank you for everybody that showed up. It was great to see you. Um, other than that, I don't have many announcements. I want to get right back to the action, so I want to. Uh, Give a special shout out to our $15 or more patrons in this mid-roll. Eleanor Fitchett, David Ashley Cole, Andre K, Jello Crew, Kurt Nolan, James J.C. Aklantz, Nick Sassy, Mark Albright, Tarkin Davis, Sierra Clark, Jason Ford, Jonathan Zeman, Michael Kennitzer, Chris Salberg, Jaeger, Yager, GM Binder, Max Bender, Holly Roxana, Chad Putnam, Ice Blue 220, Strive for Honor, Sarah Blue, Mark Deacon, Nathan and Samantha Ballou, and John Dalstrom. Thank you guys so much for your donations to the show. really goes a long way to helping us do what we're doing. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of episode 40. It's a doozy. I hope you enjoy it. Let us know. Let us know what you think afterwards. So it's Discord, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, you can find us anywhere you look. So enjoy the show. And we'll go to Durf. Durf. Durf, you soar into the library, the Hall of well, Knowledge. On. I realized something while I was sitting here thinking about this. I would like to do something on the way over while we're soaring. Um, okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to, without like breaking our stride, uh, I'm going to use a level two cure wounds on my mount. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, that's smart. Okay, so uh, level two cure wounds, that was for eight plus five is 13. Um, and then I'm also going to pop one on myself and another one. That's, I've rolled three fours in a row, um, which will, that'll cure me for nine. And I'll drop another level one. Come on, that was a four two. Um, four fours in a row. Uh, so another nine on Rosa and nine on myself. And then I'm headed for that opening. You tell me. What do I see? Yeah. All right. So you break through this opening with your newly healed uh, Rosa, um, and you burst into the library, the uh, the Hall of Knowledge. Um, this wide, grand room that once had you know students that were jovial and studying, and classes going on, and huge uh, bookcases that line the walls up to the ceiling, is now covered in bodies you see several dozen students teachers alike on the ground bookshelves have been toppled over books just spewn across the floor there are scratch marks in the wood as you can tell these creatures have clawed up into the classrooms Uh, several of the classroom doors are open Um, you see action on the far end um, you see light flashing and you hear a struggle on the opposite end of this giant trunk of this oak tree that's in the middle of the room 
Wait, was that two different places? All, all this is just what you see when you walk in. On the other side of, on the other side of the oak tree, you can tell there's some sort of struggle going on. Okay, I will. It's big enough that I'm still flying, right? I mean, yeah. it's like a big mm-hmm. open hall. Yep. All right, yeah, I head over to what's going on. Okay, yeah, you soar over more bodies and just puddles of this this gray, thick substance. And as you turn the corner, you see two figures: one giant hulking beast of a man with a metal. Uh, metal helmet you recognize as Abby. There is some kind of gray creature on the back just slamming down on his head and two more uh, coming up his front and the second thing you see, the second person you see is little girl Alexa. She is right now currently across from Abby on the far wall standing above one of the bookshelves that hasn't yet fallen over Um, but there are four beasts racing towards her and attempting to climb up the bookshelf. Okay. Um, Durf is going to conjure animals. He's going to conjure two direwolves at Abby's side. Okay. And simultaneously fly over to um, Alexa. Alexa. Okay. Let's roll initiative. You can roll for the direwolves. So Durf gets a, I guess I have advantage. So that's a 17 and a 6. So Durf rolls a 17. Uh, Dire Wolf 1, whose name is F- Jeff. No, Fred. Fred. Fred the Dire Wolf rolls a 19. And Patricia the Dire Wolf rolls a 22. Durf and Patricia, or uh, Fred and Patricia. All right. Um, Fred and Patricia are up first. All right. So which one did I say goes first? Patricia? Yes. She rolled the 22. Okay. So Patricia, so there's just one guy there who's on Abby's back. There's one on the back and two at his front, and he's trying to fend off all of them. There are four trying to climb up the bookshelf towards Alexa, and Alexa has a wand, and she is blasting spells at these creatures. Um you know, keeping them at bay for now, but it's uh, looking like they're they're uh, they look fine at the moment. Okay, uh, so Patricia is going to lunge at the guy on Abby's back in an attempt to sort of tackle him off. Okay, uh, and she has pack tactics, so she has advantage. Perfect. She rolls a seven. And much more than a seven, a twenty-two on the second roll. Okay, second one lit. Okay, so she she hits him. Uh, that's two d six plus three piercing, which is a six, and a four plus three is so thirteen damage. And um, the creature must make a DC thirteen strength save or be knocked prone. Okay, I rolled a thirteen. Which means you pass, right? Right, I pass. Okay, okay so um, so this is a bite or a... A bite. A bite. Okay, so the wolf, uh, Patricia, lunges up and kind of sinks its teeth into this creature's ankles, and it passes the save. It, it knocks her off of um, Abby. Actually, no, it didn't go prone, so I'm going to say it, it keeps its grasp on, on Abby. The leg actually comes clean off. Like, just is pulled away from uh, the femur and falls to the ground, and the direwolf um, just goes to town on it, and the Fred's up. Nibbles on, nibbles on the bone. 
<laughs> um, all right, so Fred will instead sort of barrel into the two guys approaching. He'll just pick one. It doesn't really matter which one. I assume they're standing next to each other. Mm-hmm. So yep. he, he picks one of them, uh, also kind of barrels into him. He will also get um, advantage. So that's a 17 on the first and a 8 on the second. Okay, so first, first one will hit. Yep. Uh, it's not a double attack. It's just oh, a right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so he hits... 2d6, 4, 3, so 7 plus 3 is 10 damage and also has to make the strength save. This one does knock prone. So Fred knocks this this guy clean over, leaps onto his back and sinks its teeth into the neck. Um, But uh, the creature is still alive but is now being pinned underneath. It is now the, the creatures that are, you're chasing after Alexa, correct? I'm like you, you flying over you're flying towards to her. Okay. You see um, two of the of these creatures that are closest. They get close enough to Alexa that they can reach up and grab at her legs. And one of them rolls a natural one, so he falls back down. The other one rolls a 14. It grabs Alexa by the leg and pulls her off of this bookshelf. Uh, and she goes screaming as she lands into one of the tables just uh, in between you and these these four creatures. Um, and she takes 10 damage, and she falls unconscious. Okay. And Abby is up. Abby is screaming. He's like, Whoa! He sees you, Durf. Uh, he sees you bailing, but then sees these dire wolves that you've conjured, which gives him a little bit more hope. And he reaches around his back to try to grab this creature that's biting at his neck. Uh, but he misses. He he is not flexible enough. He hasn't been doing his tricep, uh, you know, flexes, <laughs> and he just he's basically waving his hands in the air, but uh, cannot reach the back his his upper back. And Alexa's up. Alexa is going to make a death saving throw. And she passes. Finally. So you can see that she is unconscious, but not dead. You can see her breathing. Okay. And Durf is up. You're up. So so she's on a table like 10 feet away from the bad guys. Yeah. They like pulled her down, maybe not 10 feet, like five feet. Like they're pretty close. But yeah, she landed face first on the table. So what in terms of spending actions do I have to do to swoop by and grab her? Um, you're you're flying straight toward her. You haven't had a, a turn yet, so you're watching all this happen. So it would just be, I mean, it would just would be that just an be my movement, or would that cost my I action? I would make you roll like a, it would be an action. I would make you roll like a sleight of hand check <laughs> to try to grab her away from the the enemies. Well, if I bring her up above zero, she stops making death saves, right? Yeah, she gets health again. Okay. Um. Hmm. Interesting. Well, she passed the first one, so she's pretty safe. You said what? What kind of test would it be to grab her? A sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. I can. Do, I can do sleight of hand. All right. All right. I, I swoop by, and, and the scene um, fades. Hmm. Uh, I, I actually. So what I'll do instead is I'm gonna uh, use healing word. Okay. On her, just level one, which is one d four plus. Is that a what the fuck is that? Oh, weird. Okay. So that's a three plus spellcasting, I think. So that's eight. So I heal her, heal her for eight, and I'm just going to land with Rosa between 
the bad guys in her. Okay, you you hear her breathe back to life. She actually turns onto her back. Uh, she screams in pain because now she's awake and she can feel what the hell just happened to her head. Um, but she is she yeah, she is she is back to consciousness. Um, she still looks in bad shape, but she is conscious. Um, the creatures that are now on Abby are going to attack. So the one that's still on his back is is climbing up and is going to slash out at his neck uh, but miss. The creature's arm just kind of like comes forward but slams against his metal helmet. Uh, Abby screams out. The two that, um, one, the one that's prone tries to attack uh, Fred, right? Okay. Fred and rolls a natural one. So, yeah, he remains prone. Doesn't even get up. <laughs> He's still there just kind of like flailing his arms and uh, the the third one uh, is going to try to jump on top of the dire wolf. Fresh meat. Rolls a 10. Uh, that will miss. Okay, misses. So the dire wolf kind of like kicks its legs out, and this guy goes flying backwards. And it is both the dire wolf's turns. Okay. Um, Patricia's going to try to, uh, again, try to dislodge the guy on top of Abby. She rolls a uh, 24. That'll hit. Yep. And does... You'll kill it. <laughs> it had one HP left. Five. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah, you kill it. <laughs> I rolled two ones All on right. damage. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so this dire wolf sinks its teeth into this creature that just falls apart on, on Abby's back. Okay. And then Fred is going to keep going at the guy on the ground. And he rolls a 17. That'll hit. Okay. Uh, which does 14 damage. Yeah, dead. Dead. Okay. Once more, just a bite straight to the neck as this creature just crumbles into mud underneath its feet. The wolf's feet. Okay. Um, now up are the creatures that were near Alexa, and all four of them turn towards you now, Durf. And you and this massive mount are basically blocking out any sight to Alexa now, who still lays on the table. And all four of them are going to come racing towards you. Two are going to bite at Rosa, and two are going to come and try to leap up and slash at you to try to knock you off the mount. So the two, Rosa, that's a 19 and a 20. Rosa is going to take... Both of those are going to hit. Yeah. Rosa, you're right. Rosa is going to take 10, 11, 16 plus 4, 20 damage. Total? Or 20 on the first damage hit. total. So, yeah, I mean, both of them just race after Rosa, scratching at her her paws. I don't know what, what the hippogriffs have. Maybe they have claws, but it had her legs and her talons. chest. Yeah, talons. And then the other two are, are going to try to leap up at you. I need you to make a strength save. Well, let me see if I hit first. Um, one is a 19, the other is a 6. Uh, 19 will hit. Six okay, will so, so Rosa stops one of them from leaping up at you with her beak. Uh, the other one comes crashing into your body. I need you to make a strength save, and you take 11 damage. Strength save is an 8. Okay. So you fall prone. As you you fall prone right next to Alexa, like back, like land against this table right on your back, and you take 11 damage. Okay. Um, Abby's turn. Abby, seeing only one creature left in front of it, is just going to lift this giant foot up and try to stomp down on this beast's face, rolling a 16, which will hit. Let's just see. 
that'll kill it. So he slams into this creature's head, squashing it underneath his left foot as the thing just falls apart. And it's Alexa's turn. She is in such bad shape. She tries to get up, um, but can barely, her, her wand snapped into. It's several feet away. She can't do much except for grab onto your arm in pain. And it's your turn. I rolled an 18 on my concentration save, by the way. I forgot to do that. Oh, okay. Good call. All right, you're um, good. It's my turn. Um, okay, well, God, I'm kind of fucked. You've got four guys. Can you I, are can prone. I, can I, like, reach my hand out to Alex? Well, there are five, four guys engaged with me. Um, they're engaged with Rosa or you. Yeah, they're pretty close. We're, so I'm taking hella opportunity attacks if I try to fly away. You'll take two because two of them are actually on Rosa. The other two are... Rosa will take two opportunities. Rosa's going to take two if she mm, flees two. I can't take that. Um, okay, then... Jesus. Um, hope my hope my boys can get over here in time to save me because we're in bad shape. Um, let me use... Uh, so are which are they? They're kind of surrounding me. Mm-hmm. How many? How many are on each side? Or how many are, are on the opposite side of me from Alexa? Two. Two. Okay. I'm gonna try and use. Well, I'm on Rosa. Rosa's got an attack, right? I can You're use not on my Rosa. mount. Well, does Rosa need to be in initiative then? Um, you can say she takes the same as yours. Yeah, you can make an attack with her. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna attack one of the guys with Rosa. Okay. Hippogriff has a uh, beacon claw. Multi-attack. Can make Multi-attack. two. Multi-attack? Yep. Yeah, I'll have I'll have her... Let's see. So there's one guy on the same side as me and Alexa. I'll, Rosa will turn around and slash and bite at him. Okay, roll two attacks plus five to each. Plus five. So 21 and 10. Okay, first one will hit. Four. Uh, plus three. 1d10 plus three. 1d10 plus three. All right. Is this a d10? Yeah. Four. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it barely scrapes its talons uh, across the, one of these creatures' chests. And you are up. Uh, I will... Yeah, I'll try and gust the wind, two of the guys, okay. away from us. All right. um, that's not an attack. It's just uh, they have to make a save. This is a level two spell slot, by the way. Uh, they have to make a strength save or be pushed 15 feet away. All right. Uh, both of them are pushed. Okay. 15 feet. Okay, that'll slam them into the bookcase. So each of them are going to take... <laughs> one of them is going to take three. The other one's going to take eight. So one of them just slams into the bookcase and explodes in just goop. Uh, the other one slams in and uh, looks back at you, whips its head back uh, towards you. Um, but your direwolves are actually up next, both of them. All right, they're going to race over... Um, Patricia is going to hit at the... There's three or four? There's three left. There's three left, okay. And one of them is smashed into the bookcase, mm-hmm. and two of them are right next to me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Patricia's going to run at one of those guys and do a bite attack. Okay. That will be a 12. Uh, that does not hit. Okay, so she misses. Fred will do the same. Fred rolls a 16. That'll hit. Yep. Okay. And this was on which one? The one in the bookcase? Near the bookcase? No, the ones near me. Near you. Okay. Uh, Fred does eight damage, and they have to make a strength save. 
Uh, they save. They save. But he does massive damage to one of the ones on you. Uh, all three of them are up. One's going to try to... The one that just got attacked by Fred is going to attack Fred back, missing, not doing any damage as the claws collide with the, this direwolf's face. Um, the one that got slammed back into the book, bookcase is going to rush toward towards uh, rush forward towards Rosa, hitting, doing 12 damage to Rosa. And the third one is still on you, climbing up, is going to try to take a clawed fist and slam it right into your belly, missing. Okay. And Abby's up. Abby's going to rush forward. Just, he leaps onto the table in between these, these, you and these two creatures, one by Fred, and he is going to just take both of these massive fists and slam them down on top of the creatures. He hits one of them, and he kills it. Just slams straight into the ground, and it explodes into putty. Alexa's up. She's not doing much. Durf, you've got two left. All right. And Rosa's got a turn, too. Rosa's got a Well, first, Rosa will attack, I guess, is the same one she attacked last time alive. Mm-hmm. So she'll attack him again, rolling a seven on the first attack and a 24 on the second yeah, attack. Yeah, it hits, and you'll <laughs> kill it. Okay. So... Uh, she just fucking shreds that guy with her talons. And then, so wh- who's the last guy? The guy against the bookcase? No, that was the one against the bookcase. The, the last one is right on top of you. He just slammed down at you and missed. Okay. Uh, Durf. Durf will actually drop a cure wounds on Rosa because she's in pretty bad shape. I don't know if I can kill this guy. Uh, level two. Okay. Which is pretty good. 19. Perfect. All right. Both of your dire wolves are up. One guy left. They will fucking smash on this guy. Rolling a 24 on the first one and a 19 on the second one. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that hits. And you'll take care of him, too. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. Both direwolves just fucking destroy this guy, rip him apart. Um, and Alexa tur- sits up and grabs onto your hand, and Abby scoops her up and throws her onto her shoulders and grabs you by the hand, and you three uh, race out with Rosa following um, close behind to try to get up to the Archmage Tower, or the Archmage's headquarters, which we bring to Carl. Carl, you and Vern, your wyvern, soar up to the height of the Arcane Tower where you see this gash uh, through the rocks, and as you fly through, you see chaos in the Archmage's quarters. Um, the Archmage's quarters has an open ceiling, uh, but all you see around you right now are these are these gray creatures. Um, you see Tess on the left side of the room, backed up against the wall. She is forming this wave of water that crashes over foes in front of her. On the right side of the room, closer to where the, the Pool of Remembrance once was, you see the Archmage uh, on top of the steps there are at least a dozen creatures climbing up towards him as he with his staff pushes it forward and lightning crackles from it um destroying several of the beasts that are in front of him the pool of remembrance is shattered along the floor these these stone hands now just broken into pieces um what what remains of the pool is splashed onto the floor in in a large puddle and as you look up as you this whole scene uh is is shown before you you stare up at the ceiling where two gigantic um flying winged 
beasts, these, these gray creatures are crawling from these spires that are surrounding this open ceiling and they seem to be crawling down, um, but there are enemies everywhere. What do you do? So the pool is shattered? Do I see the MacGuffin, like the other totems anywhere? You don't. You see the water that was once in the pool, just in a, in a large and series of puddles on the floor um, where these, these beasts are stepping over them to try to get to the Archmage. And I have I have the crown of prudence, correct? Uh, yes, I think so, yep. I guess I want to do a religion check on the crown of prudence. Okay, sure. A religion check? What are you looking for specifically? I, I just want to, like... I don't know if it may be religion. I just want to know if, like, we're trying to see if it will have any effect on these beasts or these monsters. Okay, give me a religion check. 16. Um, not, not alone. You think, uh, you know, I, I, you've... You've heard this from the Archmage, you've heard this from several people in the Arcane Tower, Sassy, that um, in order to activate the power of, of this, the good the good power within the crown, um, it's going to need all seven totems. Okay. Uh, and so there are... How many beasts on, on the Archmage currently? Uh, it's hard to count. I mean, there's so many. There's at least a dozen uh, climbing up towards the Archmage. He's fending them off. Uh, Tess to the left is is facing just as many. It seems like whatever these beasts came here to do, uh, it it's happening at the top of this Perfect. tower. Uh, I want to... I'm going to cast Moonbeam moon beam on the Archmage. On the Archmage? Yep. Okay. I feel like he has a hearty constitution. And that will hopefully help him defeat the ones that are attacking him quicker. Uh, so that is the first thing that I am going to do. All right. So that's got a five foot radius, um, and I have to make a Constitution save for the Archmage. Yes. Okay. And what's the, why don't you roll damage? Okay, I rolled a natural twenty. <laughs> I mean, I, I rolled a three. <laughs> like uh, combined two d ten, I rolled a three. Okay. So here's what happens with with those combination of rolls. Um, Carl, the Archmage sees you cast this. He sees you and Vern just swoop into this room, and he sees you cast this, and instantly as this beam of light comes streaking down from the heavens above, he lifts his staff up, and a dome surrounds him. And he is now encased in this this white light that is... um, harming every beast that tries to get at him, but he cannot move. He is stuck inside this dome. He's not taking any damage from it, but you've created a shield around him so that he will not take any damage um, and these beasts can't quite get through. And as you cast this, five of the creatures that are in the room turn towards you where this loud sound came from casting this spell, and they rush you. Uh, Roll initiative. I want to use a potion. Okay. I've got. I want to use uh, my one of my cat strikes first potions, which gives me plus five bonus to initiative. Okay. Um, okay. I'll, well, well, why don't you roll just to see if you could do that in time before this battle starts? Just roll a straight dex check. Thirteen. Okay, that's good enough. Yeah, you can drink it. Sweet. So you quickly unstop this potion and chug it. All right. So I've got a 25. Okay, sweet. So that means you are actually up first before any of these five guys strike. Now, the Moonbeam is a concentration spell, so I just want to remind you, you can't cast any other concentration spells or the beam goes down. Right. Uh, So first thing I want to do is make my way over to Tess. 
Uh, you're going to take five attacks of opportunity if that's the case, because they are right in front of you. Bring it. You're going to take five opportunity attacks? Sure. Okay, here we go. Uh, that's a 20. Uh, react. I would like to use your reaction. Casting shield? Casting shield. Okay, so the first one will miss. As, tell me what, what happens as this guy strikes out at you as you're running. Uh, as he's he strikes out at me, he just barely scrapes the uh, the pauldrons on my armor uh, and just barely escaping his grasp. Okay, so you're you're running past him. You've got four more to run through to get to the guys that are attacking Tess. Uh, this one rolls a 22. That will not hit, right? Six, no, that hits. That hits, that yeah. One hits, well, because yeah. your shield is just that one attack. No, it's until the start of my next turn. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yep. Nice. Including against the triggering attack. Okay. But that will you what that will hit, you said? Yeah, twenty-two will hit. Alright, you take ten damage from that one. Okay. Another guy strikes out. Oh my gosh, he rolled the same thing. Yep. Uh you take nine damage from that. Okay. Natural twenty. I'm not kidding here. You take Six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, you got lucky that time. Eleven damage from that. Okay. And then the last one uh, rolls a seven. So that that does not hit. But you rush past these guys. They're scraping at your armor, slashing at your legs, at open parts in your armor. You are just pushing past them, trying to get to Tess. Um, you run past them, and there is still a wall of enemies Uh still a wall of enemies there right in in between you and Tess but she sees you and she calls out she said Carl Carl help and what do you do and how many are standing there in front of her I'll say about the same amount five five where you are yep and there's five five guys behind you five guys in front of you they're everywhere you know what you need to also make a constitution saving throw for the damage you took you actually should take four Make four constitution saving throws because you took damage from each. No, I'm sorry. You only took damage from three of them. Three constitution saving throws. If you get under a 10 on any of them. I got under a 10 on one of them. Okay, so your moonbeam goes down and the archmage is now vulnerable as more guys rush up getting closer to him. But the five that were on him chased after me? Five of them. There were so many many more. Five of them. I'm going to misty step through the beasts to appear beside Tess. Okay, nice. All right. So uh, you misty step, you vanish um, and appear, just pop up right beside Tess, going back to back with her as these enemies approach. And I'm going to roll initiative now for some new guys and the guys that are on the Archmage. All right, so Tess sees you and she grabs your left arm. Um, just a secure grip on your arm as she raises her wand and again just points it right at the enemies coming in this tidal wave comes crashing comes from the walls and comes crashing down knocking four of them to the ground Um, they are going to push back towards both of you swatting at you and Tess together in, in big hordes of enemies the first one first group uh, tries to rush at Tess, but she sidesteps away from them. The second group tries to rush at you, and you block them with your shield. They're just not able to get through. The Archmage is up next. He raises his staff, and this this beam of lightning crackles out at the enemies in front of him. They save their decks, but they're still going to take some damage here. 
All right, so the streak of lightning, this chain of lightning flashes out from his his staff and hits one that crumbles to dust and then sparks out to three others that fall to the ground in pain. You're up again. And there, there's five on, or one, one left on us because four of them got swept away by the tide? Yeah, there's still, okay. there's still a bunch, yep. There's still a bunch, yeah. Um, but there's just the one directly, like, immediately on us. Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, I'm going to lash out at that one with Sora's Bane in an attempt to either knock it aside so we can try and group up with the Archmage or just end it. Okay. I've got an 11 to hit and a 21 to hit. The 21 will hit. I will uh, activate Sora's Bane. Okay. 27 damage. Damn, okay, you do demolish this guy easy. Your sword just slices through his body like a sword through mud, and it collapses to the ground in a puddle. And immediately after he uh, just evaporates, uh, I'm going to reach around and grab Tess's hand, and we're going. I'm going to start pulling her towards the Archmage. Okay. To try and group up. All right, she's actually up next. So as you grab onto her, I'll tell you what she's going to do to help you out here. She points her wand at the enemies in front of you, and five bolts, like magic missiles, come out of her wand and slam into one after the other after the other after the other, carving away this path towards the archmage. And the beasts that are the beasts are trying to now climb over each other, climb over the dead of their own to try to get to you as you're rushing towards the archmage because you're still not there yet. One rolls a 14 on Tess, which will hit. They're going to do five. Do I have protection for her? Oh, yeah. Good call. Disadvantage. Okay. So the second one misses. Nice. Okay. So at this last second, you hold out your shield just as you were rushing, and this claw swipes against your shield instead of Tess's side. The other one's going to slash out at you, rolling a five. These guys are not rolling well. And uh, misses you. You're just too quick, just rushing through this. Tess at your back, slamming these magic missiles into the guys as you're running towards the Archmage. You hear the screech come from the ceiling, and these two giant winged creatures come swooping down, one directly on top of the Archmage, rolling a natural 20. I'm not kidding. I guess we're going to have a new Archmage. Holy shit. With both feet, this thing sinks its talons deep into the Archmage's back. 10, 15, 18, doing 26 damage, which after this this battle that's been going on for a long time is enough to bring him down. You see the Archmage fall to the ground as this winged creature lands on top of them. The other one landing directly in front of you with all of his minions surrounding the group. I guess, I, so are these undead or necrotic? Like, I would know because of my tunic. Uh, yeah, they're not. They're not they're undead. Not. No. Are these fiends? I guess I wouldn't really know. Would I know if they're fiends? You could call these fiends. I wouldn't say they're undead because you've seen Dozer come back to life right. from this, so it's not like he died. Okay, but these, I, I, these are fiends. Yes. Okay, uh, so as he pops down in front of me and see that we're surrounded... Uh, I'm going to use Channel Divinity and use Turn the Faithless. Okay, what does that do? As an action, you can make each Fey or Fiend within 30 feet of you that can hear you must make a Wisdom Saving Throw. On a failed save, the creature is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. Creature turned must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. Oh, shit. 
So all of these creatures would have to make this save. Right. And it's, yes. it's what kind of save? Uh, wisdom saving throw. And for its action, it can only use the dash action to try to escape from the effect that prevents it from moving. Okay, so I'm going to roll for the group of enemies that are on you, and then I'll okay. roll for the group of enemies that are on the Archmage, and then I'll roll for each one of the large-winged creatures. Perfect. So four rolls, four wisdom saves. Here we go. Yep. They don't They don't have much wisdom here. All right, so the first one is a 17. <laughs> okay. Will that pass your save? <laughs> it doesn't say what it is. It's eight plus your proficiency plus your uh, wisdom, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah. My pr- then it's uh, eight plus three plus two, so f- thirteen. Okay. So the first one saves. So the enemies around you are not phased by this. The enemies around the archmage back away. They see you. They whip around towards you, and they are going to just run as far away from this these top steps, leaving the archmage and these two winged creatures there. Uh, the first winged creature just screeches and bats its wings and flies up towards the ceiling. The one that landed on top of the archmage stays where he is. So, Carl, as you channel this divinity, you raise your sword up in the air and this blue holy aura uh, surrounds you and expands outward. And most of the enemies surrounding you shriek in fear as they feel the power of Mashakla. They they either fly or rush away, but still some enemies are surrounding you and this large winged creature above the archmage is still there. And Carl, as you look around, you see more of these these dreadlings, these these cursed creatures seeping through the walls, coming in through the gap that you and Vern flew through. Um, two more winged creatures begin to crawl up from the ceiling. You see their long talons and their big black wings as they descend. And we're up to the Archmage's turn, and he's going to make his first death saving throw, which he fails. And you're up. I have one level two spell slot left. All right, we're going to try it. I'm going to grab hold of Tess's wrist and try and misty step to the Archmage. With Tess? With Tess. Okay. You could do it. Yeah, you don't need to make a check or anything. Okay, perfect. And then uh, as soon as we kind of uh, form back... Uh, we're standing above the Archmage. I reach down to put my hand on his chest, seeing that he's gravely injured, and I'm going to ca- use my Lay on Hands ability. All right, how many hit points does that recover? Uh, uh, I'm going to use the full amount uh, f- to give him back 35 hit points. 35 hit points, okay, nice. And the flash from your misty step as you just appeared in front of the archmage between you, uh, between him and this creature, um, causes the winged creature to kind of back away. And Test stands up beside you and with confidence points her wand at the creature with five magic missiles firing out from the tip of this wand. One hits the creature in the chest, one on the wing, one on the other wing, one up by the neck. Just step by step by step, Tess is firing these missiles at this creature and the last one strikes it right between the eyes as it falls and crumbles into a a giant pile of mud but still still the enemies are surrounding you they're coming in through the walls through the ceiling it looks like it's a never-ending horde of gray madness 
Tess backs away as she sees these creatures approach with hunger in their eyes, and she grips your arm tight and with sweaty palms, and the Archmage slowly stands to his feet, and you guys face the darkness back to back to back as they surround you. And it's now the Archmage's turn. And as you stand there gripping Sora's bane ever tighter, a shield up just below your eyes, you can hear his voice in your ear. And he says, I promise to keep you safe, Carl. Make him proud. The future of our world depends on it. And with that, the Archmage steps forward, and with the last bit of energy he has left, he raises his white staff high up in the air, and with a battle cry, he slams it to the ground, and the room is filled with a blinding white light. From outside the tower, we see a cylinder of pure white magic strike the tower's peak before rippling outward across the lake. The dreadlings screech in fear and pain as they frantically try to escape. You shield your eyes as the vision of the Archmage is consumed by this magical aura. And as he continues to cry out, you hear the crumbling of stone as the walls of the Archmage's quarters are reduced to nothing but rubble. And all at once, after just a few short breaths, the battle is over. You open your eyes to see the white staff of the old wizard fall to the ground as the tower falls silent, except for the scream of Tess and the hurried footsteps of your companions racing up the stairs. You ain't gotta say too much about the look in your eyes. I can tell you wanna fuck. You ain't gonna call me your boo. Cause as bad as you wanna fuck, I wanna fuck too. And thank you for listening to episode 40. This has been You Mean Yeah, that's going in after the credits. We were recording. Yeah. I was recording. Brian was recording. It's going in. That's okay. My mic's picking your shit up. Last but not least, a very special shout out to our $5 patrons, Ray Lang, Riddlemaster Cuso, Jace Martin, Ursula Bertea, Targot, William Cornish, Adair Bristow, Cody Irwin, Henry Strong, Lady Magesire, James Kendall, Shepard Tiberius, Joshua McKee, Anderson Martins, Jimmy the Penguin, Austin Pence, Derek Norman, Tim Searle, Team Eugene, Jacqueline Green, Snormantha, Kensworth Slater, Zabrija Emma Spring, Joshua Ald, Oyabun, Ryan Corbin, Torbid Schwarz, James Crouch, JJ Haller, Chris Harrison, Tucker Barkley, Pat Manads, Seth M. Harrison, Kevin DeHart, Thomas Sanchez, Matthew Watson, Kevin Goslowski, Jesse Jones, David Barron, Dan McStockerson, Jason Rittman, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin, Ian Coughling, William Martin, Jun- Dungeon Masters Thrift Shop, Dungeons and Newbies, aka Jack, Nick Vukalich, Vitaly Vasuyuk, Joe Quickle, and Adam Hoffling. A lot of names, a lot of awesome people that help uh, the show out, and we just want to just give you our unending thanks and gratitude. So thanks a lot. Uh, We'll see you guys later.